five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, and we got a humdinger today. We got something from David Foley on how to tell if your direct mail is working. And this doesn't just apply to mail, but it kind of just does. Uh, but if you've got omni-channel marketing and you think you can do AI attribution, well, this is way better. And I'll give you a lot of reasons why. But first, um, this is the John Lewis advertising for this year. And John Lewis, you know, has always been one of my favorite uh, commercials for Christmas because it's always about, you know, family and food and fun and all the rest, you know. And uh, they got a new agency, Sachi and Sachi. And, well, let's – so the kid finds uh, a perfect Christmas tree seed. Uh, he's going to plant his own Christmas tree. Now, of course, he'd be grown pretty much grown up by the time it got to be a Christmas tree. But that aside – um, and they already have a fake Christmas tree. You'll see later in the thing. That aside, he plants this thing, and it grows into a uh, Venus flytrap. And the Venus flytrap sings opera and uh, gets very large and is offended by the uh, by the new Christmas tree they put up. There's the fake Christmas tree. I'm a big fan of fake. They're decorating that, and now the, the Venus flytrap moves out of the house. This is creepy, I'll tell you. Nice Christmas tree. No men in the house. That kind of bothers me, too. Uh, they... We'll touch on that in a minute. Nice Christmas tree. And then it gets really jumped to shark. They give the Venus flytrap monster a present, which it eats. And then spits other presents out. So I personally think that really that really stinks. <laughs> Let's go see the backstory if we can. I'm rating that a minus ten. Uh, minus ten, we say. How can you say that? Yeah, well, I can say it because I, you know, I say whatever I want on this show. Um, so here it is. Uh, they're ta they're talking about consideration to conversion. I have no idea what that is, but that's their big theme for this year. Consideration to conversion. I think they mean to get your attention. And I had this all marked up, but it looks like I uploaded it without the markings. Um, just really hated it. Uh, that's enough time spent on that. <laughs> they want you to be, they want, their message is that just change your traditions. I don't want to change my traditions. And not only that, I want to pass my traditions on to my grandkids. You know, that's what I really, really want. I really want them to think as highly about family and friends and uh, those kinds of things as I do and as I've had in my life. And I really want to share that with with my kids and my grandkids. And they're coming for Thanksgiving, so we're going to be really happy and we'll have a great time. Okay, the biggest factor to a new rep's success from Bill Farquharson. 
And uh, this is solid stuff, okay? This is solid stuff from Bill. Work hard, really, really, really hard, okay? And uh, this is a tribute to Mary England over at Amazon Graphics, formerly at Amazon Graphics. Uh, the amount of effort you put into the job is what it comes down to. All sales reps, no matter where they are in their career, not everyone is a natural-born salesperson. I don't know if anyone is a natural-born salesperson. I mean, you may have the gift of gab, but you may not have the courage to ask for the sale. Or you may be good at asking for the sale and nobody likes you because you don't listen. <laughs> we all have to work on our stuff. We have to knock the rough edges off. We have to be a better person. We have to be likable. So, you know, not everyone is handed a book of business because a legacy sales rep just retired. So Mary England just retired. And they handed out her book of sales and, you know, haven't helped those new people because Mary worked very, very, very hard. Mary was a real worker. And she enjoyed what she did. And she got the job done and she was an advocate for her customers and helped get their their print production done well, really well. Lots of creativity, always thinking of something. Uh, no one finds immediate success. You will need to get there through hard work, diligence, curiosity, and drive. And I'd say that applies almost everywhere, in every career. There's only about 5% of people that are really even care enough to be at all creative, to think of anything that could be done better. And sometimes those people are <laughs> difficult to work with. I had some employees like that. But others will offer to help because they see you putting in the in the time and the effort. Effort is always rewarded. I guarantee you can't fail. Now, I would say you can fail at sales, but you'll, you'll eventually figure it out if you keep pounding your head against the wall hard enough. Okay. Uh, Bill says, sit with an existing sales rep and ask for advice. I would say take the... The, take the sales rep out to lunch. Take the most successful one you can find out to lunch or to breakfast. Buy their breakfast. You say, wait a minute, they're successful. They got plenty of money. You want advice or not? <laughs> you want to be successful? You know, like I said, I've said before, I used to take George Dalton out for breakfast. <laughs> he was close to being a billionaire. And, uh, when he passed away, I told his wife, I used to buy George breakfast, and she gave me the funniest look. But it's, you know, it's different. And we had a great time. And, you know, I was the one that was really receiving the gift. So do it. Okay, so here we go. That's enough enough fluff. Let's get to the meat of the matter, okay? This is from Direct Mail Insiders. I get a special privileged uh, peek. Uh, this was from October because I missed October, but... I got December in the pocket, too, but I'm not going to show it yet because the members of Direct Mail Insiders haven't gotten there yet. And uh, so David Foley and David Baer are, uh, have this thing going called Direct Mail Insiders. And if you don't know much about Direct Mail and you would like to learn from solid people, you know, and I'm not talking about this show. This show highlights Direct Mail in the advertising world, which means most of the articles are terrible. And some of them are even written by AI terribly. And it gives me a lot to say. But you really want to learn from someone who knows something. And if you want an hour of my time, all you have to do is join the WDMA. WDMA.org slash join. And you get right there. It's actually in my post on LinkedIn and YouTube every every day. That link is there. 
Um, but, you know, you can also get a membership into this uh, roundtable kind of a thing and training course. And it's a great way to start. So because of that, they let me see their newsletters. Uh, so is your My Direct Mail campaign working? You know, um, <coughs> just the other day, <coughs> excuse me, something went down the wrong pipe. Just the other day, we were talking to the president of a of a grocery store chain, and he quoted again the John Wanamaker famous line, half my advertising isn't working. I wish I knew which half or is working. It doesn't matter. <coughs> so uh, in direct mail, you can figure it out. You really, really can figure it out. And I've been talking to Lob, who uh, who wants me to write something up, and USPS wants something written up, and everybody's wanting something all of a sudden. So that's exciting. <clears throat> but one of the things that I, is my main thing um, is direct mail can give you insights in a way that pretty much nothing else can. And so Dave Foley, I think, wrote this one, and he said – um, the, the bottom line, he said, sometimes ma secretly managers may be biased against direct mail and hope it doesn't work. Okay. So how do you overcome this? How do you get a better mail budget? How do you be more effective? And the answer is test versus control. I call this a holdout test personally, because there's a lot of different tests versus control. A, B splits are test versus control. Um, but you know, the idea is you treat some two groups of people differently. Can we keep track of that? In mail, we can because we know who got mailed. First principle of mail, we know who got mailed. Okay. Other media, it's difficult because you don't know who got mailed. You can still do holdout tests by just turning off your digital and see if anything happens. It's not as good as this, but it does give you something to think about, right? Is abs is the is the flow of business and leads and everything identical when you turn off your digital maybe maybe it goes up then you really have to scratch your head don't tell your boss or you might get your budget cut okay customers who have never used your service department let's say we're going to mail to customers who have never used our service department okay uh, but instead of just mailing them all we're going to split them into two groups okay so step one is to create a list of all the customers at the car at the car dealership that bought a car but didn't use aren't using the service department and there might be a minimum threshold maybe they used it once five years ago but they aren't using it often maybe they aren't using it repeatedly so anyway you make them an offer say come on in and we'll give you a free tire inspection <laughs> we'll check the air in your tires okay Step two is to split the list into two representative segments, one named test and one named control. Okay, and if you have a bigger mailing list, if you have a, you know, thousands and thousands of, of people, you might do two offers plus, a, plus the control and find out which one brings them in better at a better return on investment. You can do that with mail, okay? Because when they come in and you find out who they are, you can do a matchback and say, well, which which list was this person on? Okay. Then track the service department purchases of both the test and control groups. Um, and this applies to any direct mail test regardless of industry. And that's true. We do this all the time. In fact, this is the number one way that you get the CFO on your side 
is just doing this. Now, some of them don't like it because they say, well, we're we're not making all the money we could if we would have mailed the good offer to to everybody. Yeah, okay. But you would have saved money if you didn't mail anybody. Let's see what the impact is. Most CFOs will get this. They really will. Okay. For this hypothetical dealership, let's say the direct mail campaign includes uh, six different offers. Okay. And once a customer responds, we'll take them off the list. Now it's the service service center's job to keep them. I disagree. I think you should probably keep trying to keep them over time. But for the purposes of this illustration, I think that's fine. Okay, here's the info about direct mail insiders. Okay. Um, so, so now let's figure out the math. Okay. Uh, on this, on this, in this hypothetical situation, 250 customers were in the test group and they all received offer number one, which is all there was, I think, so far. The non-responders received subsequent offers in the series. And, you know, you can flip this and you can say, well, first month we'll mail half, you know, we'll mail half to the test and half a, and nothing to the control. The next, you can split them and mail something to the control that wasn't mailed and recoup the money, okay, and see, and not mail the the uh the the test group and see if they go back to nothing which they might especially if it's a great offer okay so for this campaign a total of 1267 pieces were mailed uh costing 1950 dollars. so apparently it's a repeat mailing if there's only 250 of these okay so that's a couple of times five times or something on average okay so the customers who responded to one of the offers spent eighteen hundred and seventy six dollars um i don't need the pennies based on 58 percent margin that's 2800 bucks okay and the control group bought 683 so they came in anyway uh, for whatever reason which was almost 400 dollars in margin okay so the net return on investment according to the way david figures it is 27.7 percent 28 percent or uh, 1.277x or whatever. I don't know what that means. Okay, so the net refers to the margin attributed to the promotion group minus the same amount attributed to the control group. Okay, and then divided the cost by $1,900 for the mail. Now, what I do instead, and, you know, David, feel free to <laughs> do this also. What I did was I said, okay, $2,800 of margin minus the cost of the mail was $923 net, okay? That's your, it's almost EBITDA, it, you know, if you don't attribute a cost of, you know, servicing the order or overhead for the service department or overhead for the marketing department or whatever else, okay? So your EBITDA more or less is 396 bucks, right? No, no, that's 923 bucks. And your do nothing control was about 400 bucks, Okay, so what that means is, is that you got about 233% incremental lift of profit, net bottom line profit from doing the mail versus not doing the mail. Okay, you made an extra this much, no, this much, the differential is that much. You made an extra 600 bucks, uh, 500 bucks, 
Okay, so the spend, you know, and that'd be another way to look at it. So the spend of $1,900 got you $500, which is, I think, more like what David does. Okay, and that would be a 27% return on investment. So it's not great, but it's, you know, it's something. It's a good test. Um, and if it were a bigger mailing list, it would really amount to a lot better. And if it were a lot or a, a bigger print run, you'd have more economics of scale. Uh, he says, what about a friend who says, hey, my friend got this special deal and I didn't get it. Just give it to him and uh, find out which list he's on. If he's not on either list, then he's a pass along. I would attribute it to the test group. If he's one of your existing customers and in the control group, then give him put it in there. But you should be able to figure it out because if he's not in there, then he belongs to the test group who got the offer, not the people who didn't get an offer. Okay. David attributes that differently. And the point is you can do a lot of different things. So uh, excellent, excellent article, excellent way to think about how you can actually see what's working. And then you can leverage that into your social media or your mass media or other things. You can find out which offer is really, really working and really driving profit. And then utilize that, make that your message, make that your mission. Have a great day. Like and share. Remember, if you'd like an hour of my time or so to look over your mailing or just to talk about your marketing challenges, see if you think. Some people ask me if I think their marketing people know what they're doing, like the CFO will call me up. And I uh, had a good CEO talk yesterday. So go over to wdma.org slash join and we'll take care of you. Bye-bye.